Am I on? I'm on. All right. We're figuring it out. I got the thingies on the thing. Oh, boy. Yep. I wonder when the, the girls get home. Oh, boy. They're going to get home. We're going to be all in here like... Amen. Hallelujah. We're still working. <laughs> Go away. Go away. We have things to do. We're almost done. She's going to listen to this and be like, what in the heck? Mm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so Matthew chapter five, this is going to be a doozy because it starts the Sermon on the Mount. And for the bringing up the speed, you know, um, God has been, or Jesus has been doing all these um, healings and whatnot. Yeah, he goes to, he's still in Jerusalem. He starts moving up the hill, up to a mountain. His disciples follow him, and so do these people, because obviously everybody is wants to be healed by him. So Jesus is on top of the hill, and it says, uh, chapter 5 starts with, One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up to the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him and began to teach. So Matt has the Beatitudes broken down. So verse 3 through 11 are the Beatitudes. And this is kind of how Jesus opens up. Yeah, so the the Beatitudes really are just um, blessings or divine favors that are bestowed upon a person who possesses like a, I guess you call it a certain character quality. We'll call it that. But as a breakdown for those real quick, it basically says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For those people shall inherit the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, be comforted, inherit the earth, be filled, obtain mercy, see God, and they are called the children of God. Boom. Nailed it. Ah, there it is. We'll, we'll dig into that later if you want us yeah, to. Yeah, we not, will. Not today, not time. No, no time. No time. We want to get this out to you. Um, so an 11, I want to read this one out. God blesses you when people mock and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. This is a huge piece of it. We're kind of going to chunk this up a little bit just by virtue of how this is written out. So, you know, that's the end of the Beatitudes and this is kind of how he's closing out and he's just telling everybody, you know, like you are going to get persecuted, you're going to get mocked, and and it's getting worse. Yes, you know now it's just it's just wild. It's I don't care. I'm uh, as they like to call unashamed because I mean I don't I don't care. And in the future, we'll get into some verses that literally say rejoice in my suffering because it's a, you should count it all joy to be persecuted for Christ's sake. Yeah, but that's a future future. And benefit. I think that builds blessings, right? Yes. Um, and that goes back to all those blessings. Um, so next thing is he's going to be teaching about salt and light. Oh, the parables. He said, yeah, we're just going to go down some parables. Um, so you are the salt of earth, but what is, what good is salt if it has no flavor? Uh, this is huge and important because back in those times they used to preserve food with salt. So no no refrigerators. What? Nope. So you would, you would figure that. You know, with that, he's talking about the preservation of you if you have lost your saltiness. And, you know, if you really get into it, you want to get into the weeds with it, you know, salt, there's a certain uh, salable, or however they measure salt, there's a certain level of salt that has to be to uh, cure meats. So 
as you lose that saline, maybe, I don't know, sodium content, as you lose that sodium content, it it tastes less salty and then it becomes a less of a preservative. So Hmm. I don't know, maybe that that's where he was kind of going with that. Only he knows and the people that listen to him understand that. Uh, You are the light of the world, like a city on the mountaintop that cannot be hidden. You know, and that comes from, uh, well, this might be a little bit longer of a podcast, but (laughs) Matt doesn't know this, but Matt is a portion of the reason that I became a Christian because he would come into work when we worked together and he would be so happy and exuberant and like nothing really ever bothered him. And then you looked at the rest of us and we're all like not Christian, had no faith. And we'd be like, what is, what is going on with it? Like, he's always happy. There's a reason for it. (laughs) And you know, now that I'm a Christian and I look at my brothers and sisters in Christ and I, I just, you could see the light. And I hope I shine that light on other people when I speak to them, you know, and I show them that I become less of a complainer and became less of an angry person and a more generous person. I think when people, when you could do that and be honest about it and earnest about it and not, not just do it. So you look good, but understand that you are you are God's like you're God's advertisement, mm-hmm. really. And so, what are you doing to advertise yourself as a Christian? You know, everybody's looking at you. You are always going to be at fault, and it's fine. Yeah, it is so okay. Like I'll, I, I, I still drink. I just don't <laughs> get drunk anymore. So when my buddies come over again, based off of our work environment, maybe we'll cut into that a little bit later. But it's a very heavily party drinking kind of community. So they look at me and they say, hey, you know, aren't you a Christian? I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm not going to get drunk. Yeah. And I'm going to have one drink with my dinner. And that way, if you question me about being a Christian, I have full mental clarity that I could could tackle any question that you're going to say. Because I never want to be stuck in a position where somebody asked me to pray for him or ask me about my God. And I can't do that because I am under some uh, in, yeah. heavy influence of something. Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe one day I'll lock myself in a closet and get drunk. I don't know. But right now, <laughs> this is not going to happen. <laughs> um, so uh, then he goes uh, teaching about the law. I want a huge point on this is uh, verse 18 is I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. Huge, 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 huge. Highlight that. Underline it. It's underlined in my book. Look. It's a big deal. It's a big deal Huge because deal. there is people right now who are ministers in big churches who will tell you that because God died, Jesus died for your sins, the commandments aren't don't need to be recognized. And right here, he's telling you that God's law will yes. disappear when its purpose is achieved or when heaven and earth disappear. Which it's not going to happen. So boom, it's not. He's not here to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And we yes. could explain that deeper if you need us to. But yeah, yeah. And and again, if you have broken a commandment, it's not like you're going straight to hell. You know, there's this thing called repenting and praying and asking for forgiveness, and that's why he died for your sins. And we're not going to go. No, not we don't to, have time. Not today. We don't have time. Separate video. Oh God, that'll be a special one. Uh, teaching about anger. Oh right? boy. Uh, so. <sighs> It says you must not murder. If you commit a murder, you are subject to judgment. Uh, 
that's 21. Uh, but I say to you, if even angry with somebody, you are still subject to judgment. So, you know, anger starts with your mind and your thought process. Murder would be a physical thing that you're taking action on. Um, yeah. So it starts in your head and then, you know, you acting upon it just makes it even worse. But yeah. minimal things, right? It's- I'm just angry about whatever. I mean, when I look at these things and I, you know, because I know Jesus died for my sins and I'm going to sin as a human. But when I look at that, I, I feel like it just takes me farther away from God. And it kind of goes back into the, like the, uh, what you're talking about, the law. So, I mean, the law always says, like, we'll say the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. So no murdering. Murdering's bad. Jesus elevates that to higher. <clears throat> Even being angry is bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to even like, okay, adultery, right? So when most people think about adultery, uh, they think about a sexual action that's happening. And what he's saying is even if I look at a woman and I'm like, oh, man, she's whatever. And I'm thinking about that yeah, action. If you're having uh, lust towards someone. Yeah, random. lust, right? So if I have that, this is just, bad, just as bad as adultery. Yeah, you can find that in, was it, 27 through 30 of this chapter? Yeah. Yep. So... Yep, sorry, 27 to 30. Uh, 31 through 32 is about divorce. Um, you know, I personally don't have that situation. Matt doesn't no. have that situation. And for you, for me to say anything about it other than what he says is, you haven't heard the law say a man can, a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. Um, yeah, so again... I don't want to. I don't want what I say taken out of context. Yeah, I think. So, I think the best way to say this one is just read it. It's just a, again a comparison of the law to the spirit. The law says no divorce, basically, unless you have like means, which I discuss it here. But Jesus preaches about uh, commitment. Yeah. Really, and, and then so here's another thing. Yeah, back on the commitment. But when you get married, especially in a church, you're doing it before God. Yes. You're saying, you know, God created a man and a woman to be one one flesh one, one flesh right and then when you say this is mine like my wife is mine and i'm not saying that in a rude like misogynistic way but <laughs> she's mine she's mine that's like the seagulls <laughs> mine. Mine. mine yeah mine? from finding she's mine right and then when i tell god hey this is my promise to you i'm gonna take care of her as my wife yeah and your uh your marriage is literally a covenant then, to and, god yeah, yeah and then i i split it regardless of where you got married it doesn't matter if you got married in front of a courthouse. You're still making that commitment to somebody. And we're, you know, it's just, you made that commitment, stick to it. And if if you can't, then... Oh, read, read Matthew chapter 5 and see if you can. Yeah, and if you can't, I mean, that's between you and God. So but it's a big deal if you can't. I, I will not be judging you. Um, teaching about vows. Uh, don't break your vow. <laughs> Back to the divorce thing. <laughs> yeah. But I say to you, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. So, yeah, I mean, in that, just... Yeah. Let your words be your <laughs> truth, basically. Yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, that's what this it's section... It's like the, the whole handshake agreement, right? Yeah. When you say something, just do it. Yeah. Um, teaching about revenge... You know, it says um, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That used to be like the old adage. Yeah. And now it is, you know, when somebody hits you, uh, it says 
39 says, if somebody slaps you on the right cheek, offer the left. So, you know, just don't get angry, right? We're back to the don't get angry thing. That's so hard, though. It is. I mean, truthfully, that's probably the hardest. I mean, it. Love your enemies, and I think um, my wife and I were having a discussion. The well, other that day. was the revenge, and then oh, love your enemies. Did I jump ahead? No, you, you are. I mean, they're together. And it says love thy neighbor as thyself. As, yeah, which is the second and greatest commandment. Yeah, that's forty three through forty eight. Man, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff, and I, and again, we're not doing it justice, but also we're committed to, you know, giving you guys a digestible amount of information. Because we want you to That's, go read your Bible. Basically, this chapter was just a breakdown of the key points of the chapter. And if I mean, if anyone's listening and wants us to break into any one of those segments deeper, yeah. if you have questions, we will search and look and talk to people and find you the answers. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really what we're trying to do. And there's going to be some hard parts in these in uh, the Bible that we're just not going to be able to fill our time gap, and then we'll we'll have to break it down from there. But in reality, chapter five. It's your, how are you going to be blessed, and then ways that you can mess it up. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. And again, back to my, hey, here's my roadmap for what I need to do to be a good human being. Just to be a good human being. We all have faults. We all sin. We're all dirty. We're all terrible people. And I hate to say that, but. It's the truth. It is 100% the truth. And we will never match up to these words. But, but I got a good news the, for there you. There is good news. It's coming. There, there is oh, good it's news. it's coming soon, too. It is coming soon at the end of this chapter. But, you know, if you're, if you're like falling off the wagon right now because of what we just talked about, I want you to understand that Jesus died for your sins. You can repent. And you can, you can still go to heaven. Also, fun fact, I had this conversation back to being bold about being the light, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but at work, again, <laughs> this work thing, somebody said to me, or somebody was saying out loud, they were like, oh, you could just, somebody was talking about somebody killed somebody, and they were about to be put to death. And he said, well, hopefully they're a Christian because they'll just go to heaven anyway because all they have to do is ask for forgiveness. And I literally perked my ears up, and I was like, yeah, isn't that cool how that works? Literally, you could be the worst person in the world. And then repent. And repent. That's how it is. That's how it works. Acknowledge that someone died in your place who is righteous enough to do so. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to get to that section. So, question. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So, the question four or five is going to be, let's think of one. Oh, man. Um. I guess my question, really, honestly, because I'm just curious what everyone's uh, thought process is. What what section? I mean, we just went over, we broke it down into about eight subsections in the chapter, um, maybe nine. What section um, do they have questions on as far as like where would they like to dig deeper? Because we can't tackle the whole Sermon on the Mount in 30 no. minutes, roughly. We're, we're not going to do it justice. Yeah, we've, already, we've already told you this. But if they want us to break one down, like... Take another another ten minute stab at one small section, maybe you know. Yeah, and we can do that. That's that's for sure. We'll call it like five Alpha Bravo or Charlie. Yeah, something Delta like that. Echo, Delta Echo Delta. Echo Fox um, but yeah, we're not. You know, we're not here to be perfect. We're just here to help you and help us. And we're learning. So get in your Bible, 
Read your Bible. Come study with us. What kind of cool? What kind of cool tagline could we have? Come study with us. <laughs> I don't know. Just just be a normal dude. We're just trying to be cool, cool normal dudes. I've never been and, cool, and, but I'll try. And, yeah, we're just. That's why we're trying, man. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. Like, if you can't get to a Bible right now, you kind of have an idea. When you get to your Bible, let's see what. See what you disagree with. I would love to hear what you disagree with. Actually, I love that because guaranteed, it's it's like a Yelp review. The only thing thing <laughs> somebody's going to talk about is the negative. So give us your negative. We'll talk it out of you, and then and then we'll delete your comment, and then we'll delete your comment, <laughs> and we'll place some emojis like like prayer emojis or something. Jeez. Okay, so Matt's got six, and uh, yeah, we'll hit that up here tomorrow. Yeah, so chapter Mount, six. Part two. Part two. Is there three parts? Three parts, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing today. All right. <laughs> see you all tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs>